This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore. Plus, take an extra 15% off with your coupon or Macy's card. On top of beautiful jewelry finds, now 35 to 70% off. And 25% off decadent chocolate from Godiva. Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift card services and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. The Venture X card from Capital One gives you premium travel benefits. Perfect for seeing Taylor Swift The Eras Tour. Presented by Capital One. Oh, I do love her. Earn five times miles on flights and 10 times miles on hotels through Capital One Travel. Enjoy your stay in Suite 13. Whoa, 13? That's Taylor's lucky number. The Venture X card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Fans of all ages, welcome to Section 336, the next generation of Baltimore sports talk. I am your endearingly southern host, Matt Sroka. As always, I'm joined by a guy who could have warned Lamar Jackson about the danger of eating a salad from Burger King, the button lover, Josh Sroka. Hey, Matt. Are we going to talk about the weird Lamar Jackson sickness stuff no. that he seems to always be sick? Have you noticed no. how he is pretty much... <laughs> sick regularly, but then he makes it into the game. Yeah, I know I yesterday know. was the first time he didn't make it into the game. But um, I mean, you got. Uh, I I think he's been on the injured list midweek multiple times for being sick. Are you saying and we need to bring back our strawberry or coconut segment? I'm just saying. I don't know. I'm saying he seems to be sick a lot, and then you got the Brown game. From last year, and you gotta you gotta mix that into all of this. You can't leave right. that out. Right. The run yeah. game. Um, right. Yeah. No. I mean, bad for running, but I, I have, uh, I have, I have. You know, when you have young kids, and Lamar Jackson has a young kid. Yep. I feel like I've been sick since October. I feel like I've been off and on sick since October. Um, so I, I get it a little bit I, in the sense that you have kids. And the locker room, too, I think. Like, he wasn't the only person sick, won't sick this week. Right. It went the through the whole locker room. Is conducive to germs and to, you know, it's flu season and all that stuff. So I think all that is, is, is reasonable. But also, I mean, your point's well taken. It's, this is not normal. To I mean, he's missed. This is his second start he's missed. None due to injury. Right. Sickness. <laughs> but to, to illness or sickness. Yeah. So right. it's a little bit odd. And he does. He misses practice a lot. Yeah. I saw More the uh, one I've ever seen. Yeah, I saw the Barstool guys were taking it a little further and going back to that Cleveland game and saying he must have Crohn's disease. Oh, well. So I, I mean, don't think that's Bar- the case. Barstool is a very reliable source. Right, exactly. I don't think you want to trust their, their facts. Yeah. But, um, no, but it's it weird that it went such a weak immune system. Right, and it went through the whole locker room, but it clearly hit Lamar harder than anyone. Yeah. 
So yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know. I mean, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I Did get it? students in my class who get sick a lot more than other students. I think part 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 of this genes, right? Like people just get sick more right. than other people. But didn't he also get COVID twice? He got COVID twice. Right? That's, yeah. that's correct, right? That's not just my weird memory. No, he got COVID twice. Okay, that's what it's I thought. Un, it's still, to me, unclear if he's vaccinated. I heard rumors that he was, but now since I, he's not, I don't know. He's, he's immune. He's got immunity or whatever. What immunized. was the Aaron Rodgers comment? Yeah. Immunized. He's been immunized because yeah. he got COVID twice. So I think every time you get it, you're like clean for six months. Mm. Or nine months or something. So he just needs to go six months and then get a booster, which is well, him getting COVID again. Yeah, a booster. because as far as I know, I haven't heard of someone getting it three times yet. But I think Lamar is going to be the first. If anyone does, yeah. And yeah, if it's possible it would be Lamar. It's not as, as deadly for young, healthy people, though I don't know if Lamar is young and healthy. I don't know if he's healthy at all. But, but he's young. But he's young. So he's got that going for him. But yeah. anything ever comes out, any disease that's, that's really deadly, like bye bye Lamar, because if there's a disease d- disease out there, he's gonna get it, right? Because it it's, just seems like it's weird. It's it weird. It's all all I can really say about it is it's weird. Yeah, I don't know. Like we can, I mean, and it leaves fans open to speculating about his diet, about his lifestyle. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. It's weird. <laughs> Here's the weirdest thing: is Friday he he tried to practice on Friday. And he's talked to the media on Friday, and his comment was, I usually don't get sick, for real. I used to eat my Flintstone vitamins when I was a kid. My immunity system should be good. Yeah. This coming from the man who's gotten COVID twice and has missed multiple games being sick. Yeah. I mean, I mean, this is all within, what, a couple years span, but yeah, it's weird. Yeah, it's weird. <clears throat> so. All right, well, but Josh, I had quite the performance by a guy, a quarterback that – the rest of the world. Now we've heard of Huntley because we yeah. we saw him last year, and we we've heard his name as the backup. He yeah. replaced and, and he did he did well in the preseason. Yeah, undrafted guy out of Utah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah, he did well in the preseason. And um, Josh, how would you rate his performance in his first start and his first win? Uh, a five. Out of five. Out of five. Uh, five out of ten. Uh-huh. He did fine. He did average. All right. He did fine. He didn't score until that final drive, and that was helped by a big pass interference. But he did enough to win the game, and he did enough to run the same offense that we didn't have to mix up the offense. And he, yeah, and he did enough that the uh, Ravens were comfortable letting someone else go today. Who was that? Did the Ravens let someone go? Yeah, they let this guy go. Despite the fact that he led his high school to four straight state championship game appearances. This guy is now an Arizona uh, Cardinal. Recruiters looked at the six-foot-tall, 180-pounder and said, quarterback. Throw it on a dime, like I ain't even trying. Just a kid from Briarwoods, I'm wearing number nine. And Coach Franklin down at Vandy, slipped to Happy Valley. Now I'm coming back and got the natty on my mind. Why doesn't uh, Tyler Snoop Huntley have his own song? Yeah. Trace McSorley like, is up there with Eddie Chavez, whose song, and maybe Hyunsoo Kim, sorry, Hyunsoo Kim fans out there, whose song is better than the actual player. <laughs> it is. It is so, way better than the actual player. Yeah, he's on that list. So I guess, I, I don't know, like, I what, Josh? They tried to put him back to the practice squad and someone picked him up? Yeah, they're moving him back to the practice squad and the Cardinals picked him up. No yeah, big deal. He was in the practice squad initially. Right. He only caught up because of Lamar Jackson's illnesses as yep. he's the backup's backup. He was the backup backup. Yep. Yeah. 
But no, I think Taylor Huntley was fine. I think he showed enough to be a long-term backup for Lamar Jackson, but he did not show enough to be an everyday quarterback for another team in the NFL. Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of bad quarterbacks out there in the NFL. I mean, you look at what happened. <laughs> there are a lot. Just look at just look at the Thanksgiving games coming up. Yep. Uh, and, I mean, you look. I don't even know who this Lions quarterback is, but I know he is embarrassing. Well, you look at and the, he's I mean, facing uh, Andy Dalton for the Bears. Yeah, I mean the fact that the Jets, you know, can still have Joe Flacco as a starter. And he played. He played de- de- decently on Sunday. You know, I almost did quarterbacks. I almost loaded my Joe Flacco button, but I said, "There's no way Matt's going to bring up Joe Flacco starting this week." No, uh, you almost said. I mean, he was he was close to elite on Sunday. So, uh-huh. um, but no, I think I think you're right. I think I feel good about him as a backup. Um, I mean, if, you, if your starter goes down, I'm, I'm always, I was always a proponent of. It doesn't really matter who the backup is because Lamar Jackson goes down. I don't care who your backup is. We're not making the playoffs or going to the Super Bowl with a backup this, on this team. But this is a more exciting backup than RG3. Yeah, I thought RG3 was kind of fun, too, and exciting. Um, right, but, but again, yeah. it's a younger guy. Yeah, I'd rather yeah, I'd rather have him than most players, and it's nice for the Ravens that they can keep a lot of the same run plays, design runs and stuff with him as, as quarterback. Yeah. So that's nice, too. He fits. Right. Um, what about the fact that the Ravens keep finding ways to luck in the, luck in the wins? Yeah, I mean, does it does it make their record more impressive, or does it make them like their record better than they actually are? Because it seems like there's a lot of games they're winning where they really shouldn't win, and suddenly at the end they get the points. You think of beating the Lions with the uh, Justin Tucker field goal. field goal. Yeah. yeah, you think of this where we clearly lost the game. Oh, almost with, any game with a minute back, and a half I mean, left. You think of the Chiefs and that random kind of away forced fumble, or that's right. the way win that game. Like almost every game this year has had something kind of funky. Yeah, um, that has helped us to win the game. So, so does luck play a role in that? Sure. I mean, I would argue we got really unlucky, and I don't know if we got lucky or unlucky. There were so many twists and turns in the first Raiders game. Right. But, but that's a game where we could have easily won. And we lost that game. And then you're right. We got fortune against the Chiefs. We got fortune against the Lions. The Broncos, we destroyed. The Colts, things kind of went our way. The Chargers, we destroyed. Um, and the Vikings, again, kind of things went our way there at the end where we were down, I think, by, what, 14 or 17 yeah. points and we came back. back into it. So, But then yeah. you'd also say we had a lot of unluck with losing so many guys to injuries. We got more injuries than anyone else in the NFL. And we had more before this season even started. Yeah, it's true. Like the, the, we are decimated, decimated through injuries. And it's amazing yep, decimated. that we're still standing on the top of the AFC North. Um, so, yeah, but has has things – yeah, but at some point, if lucky things keep happening to you, right, you got to give other kind of components some credit, right? Like I think the fact that this is a really well-coached team compared to other teams, um, I think the fact that – you just have a playmaker like Lamar Jackson. I know he wasn't there yesterday. Yeah. But I think some of these things kind of – you put yourself in position for lucky things to happen, if that makes True. sense. Like if you're down by two touchdowns, you're not winning no matter how lucky you are. But if you right. kind of make plays to give yourself in a position to win, a position to kick a 66 yard field goal. Um, and by the way, the, the Lions have, are, haven't won a game one year, but they played every AFC North team yeah, really tough. So. Uh-huh. Yeah. And there's a good chance they get their first win against the Bears this week. 
Um, is that who they play this week? I thought they yeah, played. Oh, that's this week. Yeah, oh, Lions yeah, yeah. Bears. Is that the Thursday night game? Yeah. Yeah. With a random quarterback and uh, Dalton. Um, yeah, I guess I can see that. Uh, it's also the fact that you're right. They've got the Ravens got Lamar Jackson, which puts them in a chance to really win any game. So when you combine him with Justin Tucker, that gets you into any game with a chance to win. Yeah, and it doesn't it, matter how bad your defense is. I think it's just odd because we're so used to a dominant defense, and we've got one of the worst defenses in the NFL this year. Oh, you think so? I, I think we're ranked the- we're ranked last in pass defense. Yeah. And pretty low on a lot of other things. Yeah, I think I think our defense is I would say it's average to above average. I think the problem with our defense is um we I mean we just give up way too many big plays, right? Like yeah. that's, that that's was, the pass defense. That was yesterday too. Like we you know, do awesome, awesome, and then Dalton comes in two two completions for eighty yards, like yep. the, the big plays. And part of that is, and I heard them talking about this on CBS, is the Ravens just blitz too much sometimes and don't even like not situational blitzing, like they were criticizing the fourth and eighteen blitz or whatever, like right, uh, like which you shouldn't spots better for blitzing. Well, you shouldn't be blitzing in that situation with Andy Dalton. Andy yeah. Dalton has picked the Ravens apart too many times over the years, but and yeah. he's not a good quarterback, but he knows the Ravens. Yeah, I mean, th- there's a direct correlation to being a team that blitz an awful lot and being a team that gives up a big play an awful lot, right? Because yeah. when you blitz, it means you're relying on one-on-one coverage. Um, and that's often when those big plays happen. I think even Jim Nance cued it during the game yesterday saying, if, if Andy Dalton pulls this game out, get ready to see all the packages of Andy Dalton in different uniforms beating the Ravens. Yeah. Well, yeah, and he was talking He was talking up about how, you know, the Ravens did not want to see Andy Dalton. And, yeah, right. I would rather not. I would not rather yeah. lose the Red But two weeks, two weeks in a row, we've had the opponent switch out to their backup quarterback. Yeah. Who might have been better than the starter? Who at least did did better for that day? Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, but the other thing, Josh, is about this year. I mean, who did the the um, the Titans? Did they lose the Texans? Uh, is that what they, they lost to yesterday? They lost to the Texans. Yes. This is after they lost the Jets before too, and they they have the and you the, know. the Bucks lost to the Redskins, Washington yeah. football team. The yeah, Cowboys I mean, lost to the Chiefs yesterday. Oh, we got blown up. Oh, we got yeah. Yeah, beat pretty good by the Chiefs. Um, the, um, the Browns barely held on against the Lions that we talked about. Who did the Colts a, play? The Colts blew someone out too. Yeah. The, I mean, Surprising. The, oh, yeah, the, the Bills. The Bills yeah. look like to be heading the wrong direction. Um, so th- that's the thing, thing too, Josh. Like, I know we all wanted to jump off a cliff when they lost to the Dolphins. But, like, you just got to be prepared that you can lose any single week. Any team can lose any week. There's no, as you know from playing Survivor Pool, like, there's no guaranteed wins in the NFL. <laughs> yeah, you had to bring that out. up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But now is where it gets interesting for the Ravens because the next few weeks are divisional play. Division, division, division. Browns, division, Steelers, division. Browns, Bengals, I believe. Yeah, we played one divisional game, and we're happy right. with the season. So it's going to be, yeah, from here on out. All this, so we'll find out. I mean, I still would not be shocked if we finished first. I would not be shocked if we finished last. <laughs> we could, I feel like we could finish anywhere in the AFC North. I think it's right. still well, wide open. You'd hope Lamar's back this week, Marquise Brown's back, and we start to start to click. Uh, may, may, maybe, yeah. I hope so. Um, that, it's important to win with the Browns this week. Because the second time you play the Browns, where the Browns have – the Browns' schedule is Ravens, bye week, Ravens. So it's going to be really tough to beat the Browns in that second game where they have two weeks to prepare for whatever they did wrong the first time playing us. Yeah. 
to play yeah, us then back to back. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, yeah, yeah. So we're looking Browns, Steelers, Browns, and then and then it doesn't get easier when we leave the division to to face the Packers. Right. Um, and then Bengals, Rams, and Steelers. So there's no, there's not. Um, every team from here on out is is a good team with an over 500 record. So yep. drop in. Going to be yeah. interesting. Yeah. I mean, it, at least we've got something exciting to watch. Oh, yeah. You never know what's going to happen. That's, yeah. But, all right. You want to get into some Orioles talk? Yeah, let's go about it. Yeah, we had the uh, the 40 man had to be all locked down for the Rule 5 draft that may or may not happen in a week or so, two weeks. Yeah, well, as of right now, it won't happen, but hopefully it will. Well, as of right now, it will happen. They oh, haven't canceled it. They haven't canceled it yet. But when does, I thought like December 1st is when the thing ran out. It is. And December 5th is when, or December 6th is when the uh, winter meetings are, which is where the Rule 5 draft is. As of now, that winter meeting, as of right now, that winter meeting is still scheduled and still on. Because they're playing it as if they're going to make a deal before December 1st. But we're all pretty sure they're not going to make a deal by December 1st. And the winter meetings will probably be canceled, which then means the Rule 5 draft is canceled. (laughs) Or postponed. So I, I get all upset about these Rule 5 for nothing? Well, no, because uh, at some point they're going to have the Rule 5 draft, you would think. Okay. So let's go about it. Let's talk about it. So there were six players added to the Rule 5 draft. No. Um, uh, I mean, no, six players, six added, players added, added to the 40-man to, to keep them off. Yeah, to protect them from the Rule 5 right. draft. These are, right. These are guys not to get upset about. These are guys that are staying in the system. Yeah. Um, the I think the first couple were no surprise. D.L. Hall. Yeah, yep. Kyle Bradish, no surprise. Kyle Bradish, no surprise. Taryn mm-hmm. Vavra, the shortstop, no surprise. No surprise. Kevin Smith. Yeah, the broadcaster. Not that, not that. You're talking about what, Kevin Brown? Oh, yeah, never mind. That's Kevin Brown. You're right. But Kevin Smith, not the comedian. Um, There's a Kevin Smith comedian? Yeah, isn't he that tall guy on that, uh, what are those movies? Some dumb movies, and he's the tall guy with the beard or something. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, Kevin Smith, yeah, the director, the, the like Silent Bob. Yeah, 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 that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, yes, you're right. There is an actor named Kevin Smith. Yeah, thank you. Um, All right. I wasn't making that up. I was like, shoot, am I making that up? I All right. So then, uh, Felix Batista. Yeah, Felix Batista, who um, I don't know, maybe a little bit more of a surprise, but but not a big surprise. This is a cat who averages fastball like 97 miles per hour can also hit 100 miles per hour with this fastball right so he's up there throwing gas has some location issues um but with an electric arm like that it makes sense the Orioles want to protect Felix Batista yeah I mean clearly that's why he's there he's there because they think he's got that power similar to how they held on to Tanner Scott for many years yeah how's that working out for you exactly uh and then Logan Gillespie is the yeah. last guy Yep, and that, and that was the one that everyone's kind of so, huh? kind of surprised. He came right. out of nowhere. Um, well, because he has some, he's what he we played Bowie this year for a little yeah, bit, right? The highest he's played at Bowie is Bowie. Um, he's 24, so he's not a super young kid. Um, we picked him up just a year ago from um, the Brewers, so he hasn't right. been in our system very long. And last year. Um, he started out at, 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 at Aberdeen and then went to Bowie. Yeah, um, he's numbers, only 24. 
Yeah, he's 24. His numbers at Bowie had an ERA of 5.60. Um, so I think those numbers in 27 innings pitched, 13 hits, 17 run runs, eight walks. Right, um, he he's did interesting. Have 36 strikeouts in 27 innings, though. Mm-hmm. He's the type of guy that the Ravens would try to pick up on the Rule Five Draft. What? He's he's the type of guy that the that the Orioles would try to take on from other people. He's oh, like the pitchers that we to, that we claimed on the Rule Five last year. Yeah, I mean, I think it seems like in the Rule Five last year, and kind of historically, we tend to target starter start, start, starting pitchers more, and then use um, them in our bullpen. Yeah, to eat up innings in the bullpen. But yeah, I, yeah, I guess. I mean, he, he's his, if you if you look at his arm, he again throws ninety six, ninety seven. So he has a good electric arm, not quite as hard as Batista, but still throws the ball hard. Um, and apparently, they they like what they see uh, enough to keep him on the forty man. Um, uh-huh. Forty man roster is now up to thirty nine, so they do have one open roster space. If the rule five was today, right, they have one open roster spot to pick up one guy. Um, right. It's appropriate to add here, just to point out, they also have zero catchers on the 40-man. So right. the 40-man is not set by any means. There will be more guys removed from the 40-man. So if you and add someone still on there, there's still time. Don't worry. Right. And it's because they don't have to add Adley yet. Right. will end up I, there. Presumably, there'll be another catcher there, too. And once they get through the Rule 5 draft, they can readjust the 40 again. Yes, and presumably they'll also sign free agents, I would hope so, which would be more yes. guys removed from the 40 minutes. Right, but not Pedro Severino. He will not be coming back as he was signed to the Milwaukee Brewers Right. this week. For less than he would have made for arbitration with us. I think he would have to make right. $3 million. I think he which, signed for like $1.9. Which means good move for the Orioles to cut him and not like, go through arbitration. He wasn't yeah. worth that number. No, he wasn't worth that number. It was kind of an obvious move, especially when you had yeah. You know, a young guy, a young superstar coming up. Yeah. Um, do you know anything about this Byron Baker that the Orioles signed from ter- the Toronto player, Toronto cut him, pitcher? Uh, he's a pitcher. Uh, yeah, he's a bullpen guy, 95-96 fastball. He only pitched one inning for the Blue Jays last year. That's his only major league appearance is one inning. Yeah. Um, so I don't really know anything about him except that the uh, they took him from the Blue Jays. Yep. Um, yeah, he's a hard-throwing bullpen guy. Um, yeah, I mean, it's interesting, right? They they picked him up a couple weeks ago, and and what it tells you is they like this random dude from another team more than they liked anybody else in our team. There's with the rule with the rule five guy. There was some protections. There was some drama. That like a Nick Vespi wasn't who's having a, a good season over there with <laughs> because he's having a fall league. People are getting all excited for Vespi. Settle down on your Vespi love. Yeah, it's uh, the Vespi stuff is a little bit silly to me. Someone should go back and look at his stats um, last year at AAA, where an ERA of get this six point eight six. It sounds uh, like an Oriole AAA, where he pitched the majority of his time last year at AAA. Do you think people just like his name? You think it's just the name Vespi? No, you know, this is that on-the-verge fault. It's their fault because now they have video of everything, even these Arizona Fall League games. Right. You strike out two guys, but, and all of a sudden you want them on your 40-man. But that's all they show. On, I, I love Bob, and I love all the guys over at On the Verge, but none of them are putting highlights of the Orioles players that suck in the minor leagues. 
Oh no, no, yeah, yeah. You, you, I mean, you only—that's the nature of highlights, right? You don't exactly. It's not low lights. It's highlights. You, I know. Doing, I'm just saying. Well. If you want to really represent the Orioles minor leagues, you need to put some video in there of Bespy getting shellacked. And uh, I don't think you need to do that, but it does. I mean, it does hype these players up that maybe don't yes. deserve hype because the only time you see Nick Bespy is when he's doing something well. So your your point's well taken. But no, I, I mean, I don't think any other team's going to take Nick Vespi. And if they do, I don't think it's a big loss. I mean, I think there's a lot of Nick Vespi stuff out there. Right. The other guy that I think some Oriole fans were um, upset uh, upset about, I mean, there was other pitchers like Cody Sedlock, who's been in our system forever. I don't, um, you know. But, but, but we didn't protect him last year in the Rule 5 draft. Yes, right. So he made it through last year. With even more potential. <laughs> so he's probably going to make it through this year again. Yeah. Adam Hall is another guy who is kind of our 15th best rest, best prospect. Right. 22 years old. Didn't have a very good year this year, on um, this past year. Doesn't look like he's anywhere close ready for the majors. Um, and the other big name that people were surprised and wanted to protect is Robert Newstrom. Outfield okay. played. Um, Played between Bowie and, and Triple A this year, had you know bad for 258, batting at, uh, on base of 344, had 16 home runs, um, so a good kind of power hitting outfield in Robert Newstrom. Um, yeah, and then Katie Grenner was the other guy I saw people people okay, pointing out yeah. as well. Yeah. Uh, a guy who had a decent season in Bowie, like mid mid to low twos, but then got one hit his entire time in Norfolk. Yeah, he's he's a glove first shortstop. He was drafted as a glove first shortstop. I think right. at LSU, and you just hoped that the bat would come around, um, and it just it just hasn't hasn't come around. So, um, so yeah, I, I don't I don't. And again, like I think sometimes, um, oh no, he was he was actually I said LSU. He's Oregon State because he was with he played the same school as Adley Rushman. Okay. Um, but anyway. Uh, Glove first shortstop. Nobody wants them. Honestly, I would be shocked. I know we lost Zach Pop last year's Rule Five draft, yeah. and that, that was a made... surprise. Yeah. Well, I don't know, but it was that well, big of a surprise. It was a surprise, but then I don't think it really hurt us. No, it hasn't hurt us yet. We'll see if it hurts us in the long run. But again, Zach Pop had that tag of expecting more from him because he came during the sell-off. Yeah, and he was he was a weird case because he hadn't pitched because he was hurt the year before. And so this is the first year coming back healthy was his past year. And so I think maybe you could argue that, you know, he would have passed through Cabral 5 because you just didn't know if he could pitch because he's just coming off an injury. Um, so I don't, I don't know. I think sometimes you overvalue on guys. There is no one who was not protected that I would cry if we lost them. I mean, we protected the guys, right. DL Hall, Cobb Radish, really those two. <laughs> That's uh, and the rest, really all you need. We'll see. Yep. Not worried I mean, at all. Yeah. I mean, I, I've seen Robert Newstrom play. I saw him play last year at Bowie. Like I know who these guys are. Um, but I mean, you act, I mean, you go on Twitter, you, it, it's like people have studied every bat Robert Newstrom's ever had. You don't know Robert Newstrom. <laughs> Um, he's not going to start the year with the Orioles. He's going to start the year with Norfolk, and we'll see. He might, um, he might make it to the majors, but yeah, that, that, that's no guarantee. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really satisfied with our, with our 40 man. Um, I still think our 40 man kind of sucks. 
um, I would be okay with. I could I couldn't tell you five guys right now that I would be okay if you let him go today. Um, <laughs> Josh, totally. I know I know you could name a couple too. And uh, yeah, Trevor Sini. Oh yeah. <laughs> Um, no, DJ were, Stewart, is that the one you were going with? That's who you, who you always yeah. take shots at. Um, the other guy that Thoros picked up, um, and this interests me more than Baker. I don't know anything about Baker, but this guy's interesting. Lucius Fox. Yeah, tell me about Lucius. Not that Lucius Fox. Um, the other Lucius Fox. All right. Not, well, not tell me about that. The, yeah, yeah. the Bruce Wayne manager, Lucius Fox. What? Uh, you know Batman and Lucius Fox. I don't know what Lucius Fox has to do with Batman. What he's he's like his uh, the handler. He's he's uh, Bruce Wayne's uh, business advisor's associate or whatever. Okay, there's no way you knew that. You what were you googling that today? No, I well it took me a second, but on Twitter everyone started making Batman jokes, and it took me a second to figure out the Batman jokes, and then I got the Batman jokes. Okay. All right, so he's he's Bruce Wayne's business manager. Right. Okay, like we're supposed to know that. Oh, he's in the movie and everything. Well, um, he's Morgan Freeman in the movie, right? Yeah. But still, I mean, okay, fine. Anyway, so Lucius Sorry, Fox. I don't. I know my superheroes. I don't know their business manager. Okay, so you know your I know, superheroes better than I. Do. I know Robin. I know Alfred. I don't know the guy who writes the checks. Okay. Well, that's Lucius. He must not be a very good business manager because Bruce Wayne wastes his money on a whole lot of stuff. Well, and yet Bruce Wayne seems to always have money for more, doesn't he? <laughs> Somehow. So maybe he's pretty good. Yeah, it's, it's our capitalist system where the rich get richer. Probably hiding all his money. Oh, really? I you want to get tax returns, Bruce Wayne's tax uh-huh. returns. You, you want to go in that direction with the podcast? So anyway, Lucius, he's a shortstop. Um, he's from the royal system. A couple of years ago, he was a top 100 prospect. Um, he has, I'll tell you what he brings to the table, speed. Um, he reminds me a little bit of, of the Mateo style, the Mateo type. Um, if you look at his career, he has 142, 100, 142 stolen bases um, in 479 minor league games over five seasons, so he, he can run. Um, I mean, last year, if you look at the numbers, uh, last year he was um, 23 years old. Playing at Norfolk, um, batted had an on base percentage. Let me see an on base percentage here with three forty seven, um, which, if my math, if my memory is correct, will put him in you know, a third on OBP and on, up on the Major League Orioles uh, squad behind. Okay. Behind, I don't know, maybe Cedric Mullins and your um, Urias probably. So, I, I think he's intriguing, right? He's intriguing. He's another Mateo. Shortstop, second base, also plays outfield, super speed. I mean, if you put Mateo, Mullins, uh, Fox out there, that's a lot of speed. Right. Um, the but can they get on base? Of course, is can he hit for another a high enough average? He's not going to hit for power. Can he hit for a high enough average? Kind of like the same question with Mateo. Can these guys hit for a high enough average and a high enough OBP to really stick with the majors? Or at least be good enough to be that utility off the bench guy. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, he might not be your. Um, you're every day, but, but if you're playing some small ball or something, it's nice to have that speed on the bench. Yep, I agree. So I'm I'm intrigued by that option. I like it. I'd rather watch him there than watch, I don't know, Steve Wilkerson. No offense to Steve Wilkerson. Um, I'd rather watch someone like Lucius Fox. He's also young at 24 years old. So he has um, more upside and room to grow. And you hope, 
you know, maybe change, change the scenery, new hitting coach. Um, I'm curious to see, like, an right. offseason with the Orioles instructors, What if it does anything for Mateo, if it does anything for Fox, if they're able to kind of help these hitters improve. Um, you know, you have a season like Stretching Mullins, and you, you hope, well, maybe someone else can 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 make some Stretching Mullins magic and come out of nowhere and have a great offensive season. I would love that. Sure. And I'd love to see Cedric Mullins build on this year, even more yeah. importantly. Yeah, I mean, just, just repeat it, right? Just repeat what he did th- this year. Yeah, That's sure. Just not show me that it's a flash in the pan. Right. It took me the entire season to believe that that's what he was doing. Don't let me down next year. All right. You heard it, Cedric. Don't let Josh down next season. So. Yeah, so I'm, I'm feeling good about our 40 man. Yeah. Um, I'm, I like the guys who protected. I, I think it all makes sense. I mean, it, it's clear... It's becoming more clear, I think, every every week that the Orioles are going to be really quiet th- th- this offseason yet again. So it's going to be up to a lot of these kind of unproven young guys um, like Kyle Bradish, who I hope gets a chance to, you know, pitch a lot in the majors. I want to see him fighting for a roster spot, a starting five spot coming out of spring training. Um, we'll see what happens with D.L. Hall because he was shut down at the end of last season. I think just right now I started throwing again mm-hmm. based on his tw- his tweets. Um, right. So I think it's really going to be interesting if – I mean, I still got to think Thor is going to add one or two or three starting pitchers, but but we'll see what happens there. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Um, okay. And once you start that... adding certain pitchers, um, like I said, I think there's plenty of room – just start plucking guys off this 40 man if you really wanted to. But again, they're still going to need to make room for two cat at least right. two catchers. They're so. probably going to dump two more people off the rule 5 off the 40 man. At least to go into the rule 5 draft in case they want to take some people. Yeah, I mean last year they took two guys in the rule 5 draft, so it wouldn't surprise me if they try to dump one more guy. Right. Before the rule 5 draft. Yeah. And then at some point well, in training to... with catchers and free agencies, yeah, more guys will be cut. Yeah, and that's what they're going to be doing this week and next week is looking at looking at who isn't protected. So they're going to be looking at the list of guys from other teams oh, yeah. that are hitting the Rule 5 and try to figure out who they want to take. Do they need to open two slots, three slots? How are they going to handle this? Oh, yeah, because think about this, Josh. Our roster, I'm telling you, look at the 40-man. It sucks. There yes. are so many guys in here on this 40-man that suck, that are not mm-hmm. good baseball players. Right. And, 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 and yet we're whining about who we couldn't protect. Other teams actually have good players who they cannot protect. Yes. Like wh- the problem we have in Baltimore is not that much of a problem. Other teams have a much more serious right. problem than No, this would be, it'd be way more interesting if we looked at the guys who were not protected from other organizations. Yeah, and I know we don't really look at it through that. We just look at it through, through the, the Orioles' lens. And we like to also think, well, Rule 5 guys suck. And it's not that they suck. It's that they couldn't make – some of them aren't the best, but others just couldn't make their way up into their system because the system is stacked ahead of them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I, th- I think that's true. Um, uh, so- yeah. Yeah. The other Orioles news this week is Mancini, now the Major League Baseball AL Comeback Player of the Year. Uh, as we continue award season, as Major League Baseball drags all these awards out to try to make baseball relevant in November. 
We're still doing awards. I thought those things were done. Nope. Uh, was it today or yesterday that he was that it was announced? I think it was today. Yeah, today okay. Mancini was announced as a comeback player of the year, and Posey was the NL comeback player of the year. I, again, I thought that award was already announced. Yeah, the MLBPA one was. This is the uh, MLB one. Okay. So I didn't even realize MLB had an official one, but they've been giving it out since 2006. Yeah. So. And real quick. Don't worry, we still, got, we still got the Roberto Clemente Award to come out and probably some other stuff, again, to try to make baseball relevant in November. Okay, cool. No one cares. Nope, not at all. No one cares. But nope. in fairness to MLB, if you announced it at any other point in the offseason, I still wouldn't care. So it's not like, yes. There's but, no time. But, no, but it would. Care. Yes, it would. If they announced it during the playoffs, in ceremonies, at stadiums, pregame ceremonies, you would care a little bit more. Yeah, I would. It would make way more baseball. sense yeah. to make yeah. these in baseball moments. Yeah. So. I, I was thinking about it, just one more point about the 40-man. The, the Yankees released this past week making room for the 40-man with the Rule 5 coming up. Yeah. They, they released Clint Frazier and Tyler Wade and Rodas okay. Odor. And, and, and I, I would argue Clint Frazier and Tyler Wade, both those guys are better players than are on the Orioles roster. I don't know. I think I never like Clint Frazier. I think he's a little washed up. Mm. But maybe. Yeah. Maybe overrated. I, yeah, I buy that. He's but, overrated, but you're right. The Orioles, but, he's probably better. Yeah, but and my, my point for making that is also, I, like, just like the Orioles are not done DFAing guys. Like other teams, forty man's full, but other teams are going to sign players, yep. and then they're going to release guys from their forty man, right. try to put them back in the minors. And so, the Orioles have already this month picked up two guys, Baker mm-hmm. and Fox, from other teams that have been you know cut from their forty man. And so, I think the Orioles are not done picking up players from other no. teams as well. And especially when we don't know how this CBA is going to affect things, we're assuming all of this stuff gets delayed. Yeah. Which means more adjustments before the draft. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's going to be really curious to see, yeah, in the coming months what happens and what. I mean, I, I've been a little surprised, Josh, there's already been some signings, right? I'm a little surprised that free agents have already been signing contracts out there. Even with all yeah, the but nothing big. Um, so, I mean, Eduardo Rodriguez. Um, okay. Justin Verlander. Noah Syndergaard. Some pitchers. Okay, fine. I guess it is a surprise considering the state of things. I mean, the top, I think everyone's waiting in this draft class to see how the top shortstop falls. Yeah, everyone wants to see Carlos and. uh, Yeah. Yeah, and how that goes. Yeah, that whole group of Trevor Story and Marcus Simeon and Carlos Correa, that that group of shortstops. Um, But so far, the pitchers have seemed to be, some of the biggest pitchers have gone. Right. All right. We've always done, this is always the episode where we've always shared about things in sports, in Baltimore sports particularly, that we're thankful for. Did you jot down some things that you're thankful for this year in 2021? No, I didn't. Oh. I got the turkey gobble for you. All right. I did my homework. All right. So you, so you go and you tell me some things you're thankful for. All right. I wrote down some things I'm thankful for this year. Uh, fans being back in baseball stadiums. And particularly being able to go back and see some spring training games and go back and to opening day and some other games at Camden Yards. That's my thankful for the Orioles for 2021. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll add to that. Okay. About the, um, I'll, I'll, you know, 
let, let, let me consult my notes of what I jotted down. Oh, yeah, I jotted down this note that aligns with your notes. Um, some electricity in the minor league system, both by performances and fans. I mean, I, I went to that the um, That's true. gas up game with, with Grace Rodriguez making his opening start at Bowie, throwing to Adley Rutschman, our top pitching prospect, throwing to the top you know, catching prospect and top prospect in all the baseball. And that was, that Bowie Stadium was as electric as I've ever seen a minor league stadium in my life. And so you can definitely start, even if it hasn't kind of made its way up to Camden Yards yet, there is some electricity and excitement happening in the minors, which is going yeah. to hopefully get up to the majors this year and next year. Yeah. And I, I'll piggyback on that with Kerstead being back and swinging and hitting. Um, Sure, it's just in Sarasota, but to see him back and working out after a year of being down because of COVID complications, it's something to get excited for for next year. So I wrote down him back in the minors, Adley coming up to the majors, things that I'm excited to be thankful for. And I guess it all comes down to this just hope for the future for the Orioles. Yeah, I mean, if you take a step back, Josh, and kind of I know we get caught up in the, you know, the day-to-day things, but just take a step back and think about what happened this past year. You really had really good steps, almost leaps. Like, no one was talking about Grace Rodriguez as the best pitching prospect in baseball at the beginning of the year. Now people are. Now people say Grace Rodriguez may be the best pitching prospect in all of baseball. I mean, it's been just an incredible year for Grace Rodriguez. Adley Rutschman played really well. It seemed like everybody we drafted, Kobe Mayo was hitting the the cover off the ball. I mean, this was a – you could point out a lot of success stories and very few, like – kind of crash and burns. I mean, we can talk about using Diaz crashing and burning, but he's almost the exception. Most players, Cobb Bradish is another guy who took a big leap this year. Most players had really nice years and took kind of nice steps um, in our minor league system. So, yeah, it was a really, if you think back and kind of look at it, it was been really a, a good year for our minor league system. Yeah, I agree. And then as far as the Ravens go, it's just Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson makes the Ravens, and I know Burt points this out all the time, but Lamar Jackson makes the Ravens exciting to watch no matter what's going on. And that definitely adds some more excitement to a team that's not that exciting of a team. Yeah, I mean, all the, a lot of the exciting players are not here. <laughs> like yeah. Jacob Dobbins, I was so pumped to watch him, right? He's an exciting running back. Right. And I think he just was going to have a huge year this year. It's been just really unfortunate he can't he can't play. Um, Josh, but do, do, it doesn't also make you thankful for for John Harbaugh. I mean, you look at the other side of the yeah. sideline with What's Matt he? Nagy there and just how many bad coaches there are that get turned over all the time. The fact that we have such a stable, consistent, just good head coach in John Harbaugh, something to be grateful for, right? Yeah. How? What's his, his 12th year? 12th, 13th. Uh, I'm trying to look it up. Uh, let's see. I mean, him and Tomlin, I feel like, right are the – and uh, Belichick. Oh, Belichick, yeah, yeah, yeah. Belichick forever. 2008 was his first year. So yeah, we're talking 13 seasons. 13 That's seasons. unbelievable. Yeah. In the um, NFL, in not the, for long league. In, the time, in John Harbaugh's time, the Orioles became relevant and then not relevant again. Well, I, I saw one of the most – after the game yesterday, what was this stat? It was a crazy – I don't know if you're watching. This was right after the game. It said John, it was John Harbaugh, I think his second or third or fourth, it was like four or less wins as the head coach of the Ravens without Joe Flacco or Lamar Jackson. <laughs> like he only has 
four or less. I forget what the number was. Four, three, or two wins well, by a starting quarterback other without than Joe Jackson or Joe Flacco. I guess that, that makes that? sense. Yeah, because Steve McNair was before him. Yeah, and yeah, when he got here, he got Joe, and yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> yeah, how how angry is um, Brian Billick? That Harbaugh gets Joe and then gets Lamar and Harbaugh and Billick had to go through McNair, Bowler, um, Testaverde. Uh, yeah, Trent Dilfer. Uh, Dilfer, exactly. Um, yeah, but in in um, you know, but Billick, I think Bowler, if I remember correctly, Bowler was that was Billick's, Billick's guy. guy. Yeah, that was Billick's guy. That's a yeah. Yeah, I saw. Stuck with them. Yeah, there was something going around. There was, there was something going around the internet today, like one of those. Um, not really this week. You know, the spam, the spam that comes on like Twitter and Facebook, that like once you just like the clickbait stuff, and it was yeah. the worst NFL players ever. And Kyle Bowler was the face of the little article. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no way. Got to so, give him a Ryan Leaf or something in there. Uh, yeah. Clearly, they don't know that he can throw the ball through the uprights on his knees. From the 50-yard line? From the 50-yard line, <laughs> exactly. Is that it, Josh? Uh, that was my thankful list, yeah. Wow, uh, Josh, I am proud of you. That's very mature of you. I thought, uh, I thought for sure you were going to go with thankful that Chris Davis was cut from the team as no longer on the Orioles. No, I'm not very thankful about that at all. <laughs> we're going to talk about Chris Davis in the you coming weeks. You want to sign him? Uh, no, <laughs> but I'll add that to my prep work for what if, and one of our scenarios what will be what if Chris Davis comes back in 2022? What if they bring back Chris Davis and Sammy Sosa? Yep. And All Brian right. Roberts All and right. Adam 20, Jones. 2022, Chris Davis is now on my notes for the what if episodes no, that no, are coming in the next couple weeks. <laughs> it will be. It'll be a very quick and easy what if. Yep. Yep. So... All yeah, right. no, I think I think that's I think that's a I think it's a good list. I think it's a good list. Um, there's really, I mean, you could throw oh, I added, lines. Like I added different. Cedric Mullins as well. Cedric Mullins for making the Orioles no a little exciting. Kind of all the good storylines. I forgot about, about the no hitter. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, with the Orioles this this, this season, um, but yeah, hopefully next year and the year after the Orioles will give us more and more stuff to be thankful for. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, thankful that we have. Every year we have a good football team, even when everyone gets hurt. So that's pretty cool. Yep. I agree. Right. Ready to get some ball four? Sure. Let's try out a little ball four. I do have some notes for this. All right. Uh, let's see. And I got the music right here. You want to start us off? Sure. I'll start off with books. Um haven't talked books in a while. No. I, I don't think I talked about this book on the podcast. Okay. Read it recently. Um, a little late in the game. This book came out a couple years ago, maybe three or four years ago, actually. Maybe five. Okay. I don't know. I'm late in the game. Um, to much acclaim. But Trevor Noah, the c- comedian. Have you read his autobiography, Josh? Born a Crime? <laughs> no. Is that really your book? Yeah. I thought you read, like, classic literature and stuff. You read the Trevor Noah biography? Josh, it's really good. He was born in South Africa. He was born a a mixed baby, which was literally a crime to be born mixed. Like you, you know, because you weren't allowed to have 
interracial relationship. Right, so, in South Africa. In South Africa at the time. Yeah. So he was born a literal crime. His mom had to hide him. He couldn't live with his dad. He would go like and visit his dad on the weekend, on the sly, like, let's meet at the playground, kind of pretend I don't know you, but you're really my dad type idea. And it's just, it's just, it's really funny and insightful and thoughtfully written and uh, I didn't realize that Trevor Noah was kind of so brilliant, but the, 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 so, he was really smart. So it's um, not just about him taking over the Daily Show. There's no mention of the Daily Show. Okay, all right. All right. It's about him growing up in South Africa. Okay, because that's all I know about Trevor Stewart. Yeah, yeah. Um, or Trevor, Trevor Noah. Sorry, yeah. you mixed up John Stewart. And, You're combining the two guys. Yeah, yeah. I mixed up the two. <laughs> um, where I'm not going to do it, but by the way, I could do I could do about four about John Stewart's new show, which is really good too. I haven't watched that yet either. Yeah, it's good. Um, Trigger warning for you, Josh. The, but the the uh, that's the name of the show, right? No. <laughs> what? Okay. All right, go move on. <laughs> but the no, no, I, I like it because it's not. I, I and I never really, to be honest, I never even seen the Daily Show with Trevor Noah. I used to watch with John Stewart. I never really watched it with Trevor Noah. But this this is just about him growing up and the separation, you know, with the apartheid in South Africa, and kind of his experience growing up in a really poor um, community and and. Kind of his adventures in that poor neighborhood and getting arrested right. to all kinds of shenanigans, um, which is just a really entertaining. Well, story. it sounds way more interesting than a book by a comedian that hosts a Daily Show. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> like that surprise too. That's why I didn't. Because I've, I've seen the cover and I've seen it, but I'm not going to read a book about hosting the Daily Show. No, I did a, a small book club with some students in my classroom. Like five, five of my students read it too, and we talked about it. Like it's a good, it's a good, okay. good work in literature. We can talk about, it. yeah. It All right. So, I so, one, so one of the students recommended this book. Oh uh, no, I first heard about it from another teacher actually. Gotcha. And then I recommended it to the students. All right. But yeah, born a crime. All right, born a crime. Ball one. Uh, my ball two is you know I love Bucky's. Oh my so I, I found these I found these pretzels at Bucky's yesterday that are dill pickle pretzels. So I figured I'd bring them on and share that the pretzel cravens dill pickles are uh, really good. And don't worry, Matt, I got a bag here to bring back for your wife. She requested some. I'll pass. No thanks. Uh, well, I don't you can like tell why you do this. You got, you got your pretzels, which tastes like pretzels, and you get your pickles, which tastes like pickles. I don't know why we're always trying to, come to combine flavors. Why can't we have pretzels that taste like pretzels? And pickles that taste like pickles. I don't know why we got combined flavors all the time. What is that? With the obsession with combining flavors? It's unnatural. I don't like it. Because pretty much everything you eat is two flavors combined. That's not true, Josh. A pretzel what'd you, pretzel. What'd you have for dinner? What'd I have for dinner? Yeah. I had pizza. Okay. So somehow you combine cheese and tomatoes and yeah. bread? Yeah, all that's traditional and natural. <laughs> no, it's not. It's three different, it's three different ingredients. But it's a natural, well-accepted, historically recognized combination of foods. Not like, uh, you know, it's like those Pringles. Like, let me I'll I, make cotton candy-flavored chips. Well, that's that's obviously disgusting. But but you like so the chocolate pretzels. cereals. Um, mm. You just want like a little. You want to make your own little accreditation of foods that are allowed to be together. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that should be the case. I don't like all these experimenting. Conspiramenting? Experimenting. I prefer conspiramenting. Yeah. It's conspiracies about your food experiments. It's like when people get all creative with beer, too. Like, oh, oh I agree with you on that. flavored beer. I want to right. make a raspberry beer. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Just, right. No, I agree with you there. Just make beer. Yep. All right. You got something? Hmm? 
You, oh, got yeah. you got another ball? Hey, can I say, I know, you know, this is the age of Amazon and no one leaves their house. And oh, I made an Amazon room. mistake today. I, can I say, I, I, you know what, well, you know what's alive and well? Well, not all of them, but I am a huge, and I've talked about this in the show before, I'm a huge mall guy. I love the mall. <laughs> Every year I fall more in love with the mall. Do, do you know where I went this week, Josh? I'm going to guess the mall. Yep. Do you know which one? Um, Not Annapolis. Uh, you Not went to uh, White Flint. Marley. That's still around? I Marley thought that's mall. like just a Gold's Gym and nothing else in there now. Oh, no. My is kids this... even met Santa in there. The Marley Mall. All right. Santa was there. The uh, Literally, we were there for about 45 minutes. I didn't see another single soul walk up to Santa. It was like Santa and five elves just hanging out by themselves. Oh, there was no line for Santa? No line. It's just Saturday night. Saturday night. It was like 6 o'clock on Saturday. Um, we walked up, hung out with Santa for a while, just because I felt bad for him because he was so lonely. What do, you, so, uh, what do your kids think of Santa? Um, they're incredibly shy. They want to talk to him. Okay, no, but I mean, what do you tell them about Santa? What do I tell them about Santa? Yeah. Do your kids believe in Santa? Do my kids believe in Santa? Yeah. Do you not understand the question? It's, I, it, you know, my son asked me about that the other day, and it's complicated, Silas, right? It's complicated because... <laughs> but um, uh, wait, what did he ask you? He asked me, um, is, oh, I think we, we saw a Santa or something somewhere, um, and he asked me, like, was that Santa real? Okay, so he, he believes Santa, that there. Marley was a different right. Santa. So he believes that there's a general real Santa that's going to bring him gifts. Yeah. Okay, and you encourage that. Uh, I don't do it either way. Yeah. Do yeah, you I do, you, do you write Santa on presents that you give him? Um, I don't know. Um, no, I don't think. Okay, so does he feel left out that Santa never brings some presents? Mm, no, I think. Uh, no, or can he just we'll, not read? We'll put Santa on one present. I think we'll put Santa on one present. Okay, so you give one present gets goes to Santa. But we also put presents from us. So like, because we okay. get credit too. I know so. you. I know you're all about making sure you get the credit. You did yeah, the work. I, I want to get it. Yeah. All right. I bought, I so how did you answer the question? Is that a real Santa? Well, I tell him it's complicated. You know what I said? I yeah, said but silence. that's not gonna that's gonna not settle him down. He he likes to ask lots of questions. Yeah. Here's what I told him, Josh. I said, is Mr. Rogers real? Yes. Sure, but like he's on TV, like he's not real, like he's not coming over in your house. In fact, Mr. Rogers is long dead, that was a Silas. But Mr. Rogers is probably a decomposing corpse in the ground right now, probably nothing but bones beating maggots all in his eyeballs. But I didn't say that, I didn't say that, Silas. But like in the sense that he is, he exists, he's out there, you're familiar with him, but like you can't have a real relationship with him because he's on the TV screen. It's kind of like that with Santa. Like, he, Santa's out there. He exists. He's out there in kind of this special so, unknown world, but you can't, like, get to know him and meet him, but there is this thing called Santa that exists out there. All right. Yeah. So, so Daniel Tiger and Santa are the same thing in your world? Essentially, yeah. It's these kind of make-believe type kind of okay. characters who you know but are kind of make-believe. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's a complicated answer. Yeah. Why? Because... Josh, I want my kids. You, like, you didn't to want to tell them in dragons, no. and I want them to believe in these kind of mythical things because I think they're fun and cool, and I and I want them to have. Oh, uh, I see what's going on now. Yeah, this isn't about Santa. This is all about your belief in Bigfoot and UFOs. I just want to keep them open-minded, Josh. <laughs> exactly. So if, 
if Bigfoot can exist, why can't these other things? And, You're right. And, and, and does Bigfoot exist? Well, it's complicated because maybe it exists in a different dimension. <laughs> but how do you talk about that with a four-year-old? Right, right. So yeah, that's complicated. Gotcha. All right, now, now I see how, how Santa feeds into your life. Yeah. Um, all right, so you like malls. I'm a, a huge malls guy. Yeah, right. Marlins Mall, Annapolis Mall, Arundel Mills Mall, and there's still malls within 30, 30 minutes of my house. It's one of the few things, especially when it gets cold. Judge, what are you doing on a Saturday night at 6 o'clock when your kids are running around the house like crazy and you need to get out of the house and it's cold outside? What are you doing? What are you doing? Um, I wouldn't know because my ball four is year-round softball because it's now the end of November and I'm still oh, yeah. playing softball because it is not cold. Yeah, it was cold. Uh, it was cold Friday night and I wore a sweatshirt before the softball game and then switched to a t-shirt. Okay. So uh, I don't know what you're talking about. I like to pretend that I don't have to deal with that cold weather. Yeah. Well, um, just wait to come up here uh, this just, week and, just a couple days. Yeah, <laughs> I pulled out some sweatshirts. Yeah, you'll be headed to the mall on Saturday night. Trust yeah. me. I haven't worn these sweatshirts since my last time in Maryland. I made sure to pack them, bring them out to bring to Thanksgiving. Uh, yeah, the mall is interesting. I don't think I've been to a mall in many years. So. Yeah, I, I mean, I think the mall is alive and well for okay. for parents with young kids. There's okay. a lot of parents right. and kids there. All right. Uh, I made an Amazon mistake. Okay. I decided to ship presents to mom and dad's house because I'm going to be doing Christmas up there with you guys. Okay. So that, that way I don't have to carry the girls' presents on the airplane and all that. I just oh, ship them up there. That sounds like a smart move, yeah. Yeah, that's a smart move. The not-so-smart move is not paying attention when I order the presents and clicking on the Arnold address, thinking it's going to mom and dad's house when it went to the house that I lived in four years ago. Oh, that's awkward. So thankfully that person had my email address and emailed me to let me know that the presents were at her house. Oh, that's funny. So I had to have mom and dad go up and get the presents today. Oh, that's so, yep. The old Amazon, old address error. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's complicated because it's the same street name. Yeah. So, but anyway. Right. Ready to get out of here? Was that your ball four? Bad Amazon deliveries? No, no. My ball four was year-round softball. Oh, year-round softball. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, I mean, yeah. I'm going to stick with that as my ball four. All right. Well, Josh, I'll see you in a couple of days. We'll get to – hopefully we'll all get together. Hopefully we'll get together with Bert, too, at some point. <laughs> have, you, have, you, have you been paying attention to that text thread? He never responded, right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So then I sent another message, and he, he still didn't respond. He, he is ghost in section 336. Yeah. And it's too bad because I think these special episodes are right up his alley. Yeah. We'll see. But, yeah, we'll see. But, yeah, Thanksgiving. Let's get to watch some football. And uh, big Ravens game coming up next Sunday night. Yeah, yeah. It should be fun. How, how long are you in town for? Are you staying for the Sunday night Ravens game? Well, that's another mistake I made. So I booked my flight a few weeks ago to be the last flight out of Maryland so that I could hang out and watch the Sunday afternoon football game with you. Sure. So I uh, booked the flight that takes off at 820 out of BWI. I then learned that I should have checked the Ravens' schedule because they play the Browns at 820 on Sunday. Yep, exactly when you're leaving. Yep. So I then asked Southwest if I could move my flight to 4 p.m., and they said, sure, no problem. That'll be $338. And I said, no thanks. Can you make sure your Wi-Fi works so I can watch it on the plane? Yeah. 
So I'll hang out and watch some other games that we don't care about, and then I'll go watch the Ravens on the airplane. All right. But either way, I'm going to get up, get a few days with you, and uh, take care of Emily's chore list. Yeah. Should be fun. I fixed the railing today. The railing was wobbly. I fixed it all by myself. Oh, really? What, you use a screwdriver? I used a screw gun. Oh, stepping it up. A screw gun. I had to get a new screw, too, for it because the screw, I think, was too small that was in the railing, so I had Mm -hmm. to get a new, bigger screw and screw in the bigger screw. Good job. You're learning. I even went to the hardware store. Uh, okay. Maybe did, unnecessary did you get it yourself or did you ask someone? No, I got it myself. The problem was, Josh, in those railings, the bit is not big enough. So I couldn't get all the way to where the screw was to screw it all the way in. Gotcha. So I had to get a bit extender. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's an official name, but it extended yeah. the bit on my screw gun. Right. So I could fit it in there. Good job. How's the, how's the squeaky bit? Still squeaking. Okay. When you come over and you hang out with Emily, please do not mention the squeaky bed. Okay. Yeah, I've I'll, heard about it in about six hours. This is a new record. Right. So I should so bring some WD-40. Yeah. Of course, every time I hang out with Dad, who listens to this podcast, he cannot help but mention it. So thanks, Dad. Shout out to you <laughs> okay. for mentioning the squeaky bed. Yeah. All right. Well, I look forward right. to seeing you in a couple of days. Absolutely. You can follow us, guys, on Facebook and Instagram and all those social media apps. Go ahead and write us a review on iTunes. Give us five stars. Talk about how much you love Lucky Charms. I mean, chocolate Lucky Charms. Yeah, I learned my kids do. I'm telling you, Josh. There's a whole underground movement of I've been Lucky sleeping Charms on members. it. Yep. Um, I, I bet you've never seen Count Chocula in there in, in the uh, cabinet. But you do, you do see chocolate Lucky Charms, right? You've never bought no, you're right. You're right. You're right. I've never met a single person that ever bought Count Chocula. But I know a lot of people who buy chocolate Lucky Charms. Okay. All right. You got it. So you can write a review. That's what I was saying. You can write yes, a review. you are. You can also follow us on Twitter at section three three six is my Twitter handle, and you can also follow Josh on Twitter at Josh Roca. Thanks for listening, boys and girls. And as always, go O's and go Ravens. This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore. Plus, take an extra 15% off with your coupon or Macy's card. On top of beautiful jewelry finds, now 35 to 70% off. And 25% off decadent chocolate from Godiva. Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift card services and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com home dash trial.